Transient mic. Write, record, preserve. Transient mic. Transient mic. Transient mic. Transient mic. Transient mic for tricks. I've been drinking at the water's edge. Sometimes you'll have a great audience and they're just quiet. You can hear a pin drop. They're hanging on to every word. And like that feels great. And like you play so much better to an audience like that. And sometimes you have an audience like no one is listening right now. Like there's a TV on with sports. We have like people just cheered, but it's for the TV and it's not for me, you know? And then those gigs you like, God, you're like, I just feel awful about what I'm doing. Like I have nothing to offer right now. And I just, I try so hard to realize that I want to feel good about what I'm doing regardless of if people love me or if people are ignoring me. We are so dependent on what our feedback is, you know, and how we're being perceived and how we're being received. Someone else's wine, my breath is coming back, There's an honesty to singer-songwriter Shawnee Kilgore that makes you pay attention. She's found a place in the Austin music scene that allows her to do what she loves and win fans along the way. In this interview, she performs Water's Edge and Woman I Need You with Jaina Pokop. Hey, so welcome again to another session of the Four Tracks series. Uh, today's a special treat. We find ourselves here at Oscar Blues Brewery. Uh, thanks to the, to the staff here, they let us kind of invade the space. Uh, and we have a special co-host with us again, Eric Panico. Say hi, man. Hello, David. Yeah, and he kind of set that up. We're going to try this space out. Jeremy's here with us. But we also have Shawnee is here with us, Kilgore. And she is an Austin, an Austin. Well, you're coming from a Washington transplant, but you've yes. been here for a while, right? Yeah, eight so years. Yeah, yep. <laughs> and you call Austin home now, and you've been, and this is your, but you, you just, you just sat around when you when you were on tour. We talked a before, bit. yeah, yeah, and, and got to catch up on what you're doing. And we're really excited because I I really so we met at the Black Fret Ball, and thank you, Eric Panico, for setting that up. It was a great time. There was all these artists, and then you and yeah. I got to talking, and you were going to be on our show. So tell us about what you're doing and let people know what you're up to. Yeah. So the the newest the newest project is a full length album. Um, I reached out to Sam Kassir, um, who has produced several of Josh Ritter's albums, some of my favorites. Love Josh Ritter, love what those guys do. Um, so I reached out to him about making a full-length record, and he was into it. Um, and the producer of the album is Zachariah Hickman, who's also in Josh's band. Um, so I got to go out to Maine, um, record 13-song album, a live track for the first time in my life. Uh, it was terrifying. <laughs> I'm really proud of what we did. Um, and uh, yeah, it was in a, it's a like 200-year-old farmhouse wow. and just in the middle of nowhere Maine um and it was amazing it was one of the most incredible weeks of my whole life so um yeah so that is that is the album that is that is coming out soon and this Super is kind of like well I don't know how, how, how long ago did you do Back to Eden prior to this was Back it? to Eden came out I believe it was October 2016 yeah so God, it's just amazing how quickly it's like, that's not new. And I'm like, yes, it is. <laughs> <laughs> well, I tell so. you, 
let's just touch on Back to Eden a little bit because yeah, I mean yep. that was an exciting project for you. But I, I will mention I want to definitely let people know that if you want to get more of that full story, you can listen to this song, Elizabeth McQueen's KUTX. You guys were featured on that with Joss we Whedon, a collaboration yep. project. But very briefly, tell us about that because I have a question about the video. Sure. Yeah. Um, it came about, um, I was running a Kickstarter for my last solo album and a week or two in, I got a backer named Joss Whedon <laughs> and I had to ask my partner for the very last time, like, who is that again? I know that name. Cause you're not a Marvel fan or, well, you, or I love Buffy Firefly. Vampire. I yeah, love, Firefly. I never watched Buffy. I started to watch it since I've known him, but, um, it was just one of those things. I kept losing his name. Like, who's that again? Who's that <laughs> That's again? That's so cool. Um, so yeah, so he popped up. Up, and at the end of the campaign, I, you know, emailed him. I was like, hey, thank you. Like, let's write this song. His reward was a personalized song. Uh, so we started talking about ideas for that. And then, um, yeah, uh, one thing led to another. And we I mean, co-wrote one song. And it was like, that went well. Should we keep going? Um, yeah, it was a really organic process of like, well, what's next? And what, what's what next? instrument does he play again on, on the album? Or he's just he writing? Doesn't, he doesn't yeah, play right. on the album. If you listen very, very closely to uh, Break the Skin, you may or may not hear some male background harmonies. <laughs> I'm Either way, you might, you might not. Um, but no, he preferred but, but he not did, to. On the podcast, he mentioned that he played... He, like a guitar, he learned some, but what was what was his he does, primary he, instrument? He does play piano, yeah, but piano. he okay. was not willing to, he didn't feel comfortable enough to actually play on the album, so. Well, I noticed that he shot a video for you guys, directed yes. it, and he was like taking yeah. out a new camera for the spin, and beautiful shot, beautifully shot. So the question was on that one was, it seemed like there was a narrative thread with that. What was, what mm -hmm. were you guys going for? What was, because what was he saying to her and she to him? Right. I know. I know. Okay. I would love to talk about this. Um, so he had, I mean, that video was mostly his, I was just like, all right, this is you, like you go, we'll do your thing. Um, so he had written out just like a, just kind of a script that wasn't meant to be a script at all. Just like, here's your character. Here's kind of what's going on. Um, so Richard Jenkins was an alcoholic father. Mm -hmm. um, Ashley Johnson was his daughter, like coming in to try and get him to come home. Um, but uh, but the night before, like we were having a meeting um, and, uh, and Richard is going over the script and he's like, this is great. This is so good. Like I have to learn this. And Josh is like, no, no, no. Like I didn't mean, I didn't mean, for this to be anything like that but they so they like memorized this script even though like you weren't going to hear a exactly. word of it no you know? subtitles anything not like that. not at all nothing like that and, so but, but i have a feeling like he was leading at the end and almost felt like is there a just Whedon connection where they're going to go to a mothership or where were, where were they where were they all leading him in the field what was the story so that, I, I know so my understanding well it was really interesting for me because I didn't I didn't know what his vision was I mm -hmm. you know I sort of knew what he said but when the video came out I was like I finally got to see how those different shots that mm -hmm. we did fell into place so my understanding of it um, was just kind of a, a redemptive okay. redemption thing in the end that like yeah we all have our dark places we all have our flaws we all have our, our stuff um but this sort of like bringing everyone into this this redemption place okay you know, that makes him, sense so. i'll go back and watch it with that with okay that yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> maybe you can send me the script sure it, sure but so let's let's talk about let's get into the song that we're going to feature uh for you today and I, I think it's it's so much fun that you got to share we're actually getting to sort of a an advanced 
look at what you're what you're recording right now. Yeah, yep. So I'm really excited about that. We were going to feature At the Water's Edge. Mm-hmm. Uh, and just tell me a little bit about that song, and then we'll get into it. Sure, sure. Um, so I've been writing a song a week. I started writing a song a week in December of 2010. No, sorry, December 2013. Whoa, I was exaggerating there. <laughs> um, so a long, long time. Um, and, uh, you know, at that point, it's just like, all right, time to write a song, time to write a song. You know, you don't think about it too much. But I was having writer's block one week, uh, and I was really freaked out. Like, this never yeah. happens to it's me. Scary. Like, maybe yeah. the well has run dry. This is it. I'm finished. I'm washed up. Um, so uh, so I, I posted on Facebook about it, like you do. said, I'm having writer's block, kind of panicked right now. Um, and all these, like more people commented on that thread than anything else I've ever posted. Really? Okay. Um, and so ever- you were crowdsourcing that too. Then. I was crowdsourcing that inspiration. Yes. <laughs> um, but people had all sorts of ideas and like several people said, you should write a song about having writer's block. Um, so, uh, I just let the thread go on. I had my song done like two hours later. It was not a big deal. It was like a small blip in the radar. Um, but I just let the thread go. So I'm like, man, people really care. Like people really care about this a lot. So it was very touching. Um, so the next week when I had to write again, I wrote, um, at the water's edge is, is about having writer's block. Well, let's, let's roll on that. It's a very beautiful song and and we'll, we'll come back and talk about it. Okay. Rolling. silence and I broke the dawn It's just the wrong side of the writer that you woke upon I will be coming back I will be coming strong I held the pages and I held the pen I held the broken heart that couldn't seem to bleed again I'm coming empty, but I'm coming in Mm -hmm. I've been drinking at the water's edge Mm -hmm. Prayed for thunder in the watershed Mm -hmm. Dreamed a bridge across the riverbed When it dried up lead I pray for music and I pray for words I pray for anything but silence in the mouths of birds It's more than I expect, it's more than I deserve Maybe I have taken more than mine Maybe I'm here taking shots of someone else's wine My breath is coming back, gasping line by line. I've been drinking at the water's edge. 
thinking at the water's edge mm. Prayed for thunder in the watershed mm. Dreamed a bridge across the riverbed When it dried I bled mm. So we're back at the water's edge It's a very beautiful song I, I, I was Thank able to you. hear that and uh, you know, tell me, tell me what what you're trying to say with that, uh, with that song. Um, yeah, it was just a, you know, kind of a kind of a tough place to be. Um, you know, when your whole sort of identity is so much based around composing this music, and you know, and at this point, you know, it's kind of an ego thing too. Like, yeah, I've been writing a song a week, and I haven't missed a week. Like, you know, it's a it's it's a thing that really defines you, and so you know. Um, it, it's hard to, to, to have that even be threatened for a couple of hours. <laughs> but there, there's a quality to water, though, to, you know, you think there's a movie, that The River's Edge. You know, there's, there's always something that's kind of haunting. You, you think that, that the water has something to tell you. Are you a water person by nature? I dig water. It's cool. I'm, <laughs> I'm made of water. I like to drink it. No, I, I, I grew up, I was born in Maine, you know, by the ocean. We moved to, you know, northwest Washington by the ocean. But yeah, there's definitely a, there's definitely a water draw. Yeah, that's for me too. Corpus Christi natives. I'm always feeling drawn to water. Waters and trains. Those are the things. Eric, what do you, what do you, what do you have for her today? What do I have for you today? Let's see. Well, you know, I follow your Instagram, so I get to keep up with you and kind of like what you're doing. And uh, a recurring theme is your chickens. You have pet chickens. (laughs) You have a love for them. I have an absolute love for them. I had no idea how amazing chickens were. Um, I did start a Facebook page for my chickens. Um, (laughs) I'm actually, um, I will admit, I'm down to one chicken now. It was a a rough summer. Uh, uh, I had to put one down because she was sick, and then another one actually passed away while I was on a plane home from England. But um, so I got one left. Mama is left, which is interesting. Like you would think, Mama's the oldest one. They're all the same age, but um, yeah. But it's kind of a treacherous life for the chicken because there's predators. It's and, rough. And it's rough. And this is in South Austin, or where are you guys? Yeah, 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 yeah. We lived in North Austin for a while, um, but yeah, man, you gotta, you just gotta protect them. Like they're pretty <laughs> self-sustaining, but you know, there's raccoons, there's hawks, oh, there's yeah. owls. Like that, the first one we lost was to an owl that came out in like broad daylight and just like came really? down. Um, but but they're amazing. They're so sweet. They're like empathetic towards each other and they're affectionate. Like at one point I had three of my girls would all come and snuggle <laughs> with me. like snuggle. Like that's all they wanted was to like be in mama's arms. Well, um, let's, that's a good segue because I know you have this, uh, the songbird society now that I don't know. If yeah, they, yeah, yeah. Chicken is a bird, but right. <laughs> but the songbird society is yes. really cool in that, yeah. you know, you have this crowdsourcing, and I think yours is an amazing story. Let's share with some of the musicians out there who have ambitions of doing what you're doing. Mm-hmm. You are proof that you can actually put something. I mean, I don't know if we're going to get to get Joss to fund everything out there, but tell us about the Kickstarter and how you've actually been able to use that as a tool, as a musician and a songwriter, to keep this sound going. And Patreon also. Yeah, right, Patreon. Patreon, yeah. Well, the Songbird Society is my is my Patreon page, which is similar to the Kickstarter. Um, uh, but the Patreon is a, uh, I started posting these weekly songs, um, you know, three years ago, I think it's like, I'm writing anyway, a song a week, might as well let somebody hear them other than my cat. Um, uh, <laughs> and the chickens and the chickens. Yeah. Yeah. They're big fans. Number one fans. 
Um, yeah, so the Songbird Society is my is my patron, uh, my patron. Folks. But how did you gather steam with that? I mean, it's just just over time, I and mean, that's uh, that's yeah, what I'm amazed ab- about. Absolutely. Those numbers, I mean, you're you're they're not like small numbers. You've been able to post up some big numbers on that right, crowdsourcing. Right. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, for sure. The um, yeah, man, this last Kickstarter, I feel like was kind of um, just sheer. I feel like I was a little out of touch with reality, possibly. Like it was, it was one of those things that after it wrapped up, I made my goal with literally five minutes to spare on the clock. Um, but then a- afterwards, you know, I, I started hearing about all the sort of text threads and the things that have been going around of like the night before, of like, oh my God, she still has eight thousand dollars left to go. I don't know but if she's going to make it. Is it largely supported by social media? Are you having these? Like advocates, like you're reaching out to like a chain kind of email or how, how's that working? This was honestly, this one, um, the, the first one I did was a lot more of kind of personal outreach and whatnot. And this one was, was largely just social media. Um, I don't know. It's hard to like reach out to individual people sometimes and, and ask. And I just, I felt better about like, just, just put it out there. Um, and I did, and you know, and, and and you get creative with it, and you really let people in, and you show them what you're doing, and you show them how excited you are, and you find creative ways to, you know, share your passion and how excited you are, and um, yeah. And, and it, then when you see the number like move from this amount to that amount, you're like, yes. Oh my, <laughs> such a rush, like such a rush. It's yeah, it's a super incredible experience to like see. Yeah, to just see people come together, stoked on what you're cause. doing. Yeah. Absolutely, I, it really feels like a community. Well, to your point, support. though, I will say, and I don't know if do you do have you all the content for your website is done by you, or mm-hmm. I have to say that I mean, looking through your website, you have so many stories to tell, and you're pulling a lot of quotes from folks who've listened to you over time. And it's really well done. I can see it at, at your you. essence. You're a writer. I mean, I, I can see that because yeah. <laughs> you're able to motivate those folks and, and give to your cause. But that's that's really admirable what you're able to achieve. And I really applaud what you're doing. And I, I really can't wait to see more with this new album coming out. Thank and in you. fact, let's 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 segue into another song. It's another kind of side yeah. project. It was a TEDx. Uh, sort of born out of a TEDx talk. Yes. And it's a, yes. are it folk rap or rap folk? What do you call it? We, we call it folk rap and Jana, Jana Pocop kind of has pioneered that. Um, I, I, I reached out to her. Um, I just had the chorus of the song, just a simple one line chorus. And it's like, these verses are just not coming. I don't know what's the matter. And I realized it's like, they need to be folk rapped. Jana, come on. <laughs> well, Jana's so, in, in here with us today. She so is. thank you, Jana, for, yeah. for being, she's on the song. <laughs> so let's let's sample it. Let's, let's go ahead and listen to it, and then we'll come cool. back and talk about it. Awesome. Rolling. Started in the third grade, taking the bus All the girls in the back, always looking for the one-up One day my friend, the next I am the enemy Didn't know the weakness they saw in me Built up a wall protecting my identity Big hole in my heart, no lock, no key I didn't fit my kind, excommunicated, lost the connection I'm supposed to hold sacred I see myself in the eyes of my mother I see myself in the magazine Hustlers I see myself in the mirror and I try to love her Voice in my head makes my heart beat stutter 
Okay, so we're back. Woman, I need you, rap folk, folk rep. Yep. <laughs> that was uh, that was really uh, in the sense that uh, tell us a story. I know it was a TEDx thing, but you're finding your voice, and I want to talk about someone else here that's in the room. That's yeah. a special guest. Yes, absolutely. So, yep. So, woman, I need you. I, yeah. I was looking at some of the lyrics. Yeah, yeah. Well, the the inspiration for that came. Um, I was I, I realized that kind of the 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 social engagement that I was kind of, you know, being a, a, a socially a, a awkward person, there we go, I just proved it, <laughs> um, but that I was least likely to go to, like, small gatherings of women friends. Like, there, just some part of me is like, oh, that's scary. I can't go do that. I don't belong there. Like, I won't be able to be present there. And it's, it was like the self-exclusion kind of thing. And, and I went to one of these one night, and it was amazing that I went. And it was such a good experience. And I came home and just had this feeling of like, man, I really need to just sort of heal that sort of gap that I have created between myself and just sort of women folk and these women that I love and adore and just somehow don't feel like I belong with. Um, 
so the idea for the song came about, and then um, a couple months later, um, yeah, Jana and I were both invited um, by Wendy Colonna um, and Noelle Hampton to do um, to to provide some music at a TEDx women's event that was happening in town and that was awesome so they had a description of like well for the last song of the day we're looking for something that's going to be you know uplifting and women empowering and uh something people can sing along to i was like okay well i haven't written it yet but pretty sure i got the song for you so i was like hey jana i just promised that we would write this song can we do this <laughs> so a couple days later yeah we were we were on stage at this event and it was perfect it was absolutely yeah, well, perfect you know i think at its essence what you know reading the lyrics what i like about it it doesn't it doesn't sound angry or a call to arms it's it's it feels more like there's a unity that needs to happen yeah. uh and that's it's more of a peaceful type of movement and to break free of, of all the uh, jealousy, you know, all these, these these things that you're talking about, the identity, where does that really stand? I have a, I have a daughter that's 20 years old, mm-hmm. and so it's it's hard in this age to, to find that balance, but I want her to have her voice. I want her to find her independence. And But, but you know, there's no need to get angry or upset about it. I think it's just yeah. a, a frame of mind that we need to really get into like anything else. And so yeah. I think it's, that's it's it's the time for something like this, and we just need more voices like that. And, uh, you know, even on Transient Mic, we're trying to represent more of the female artists, and we hope to have a good balance between between ethnicities, between uh, genders, between all kinds of sounds. So thank you for, for being on that on this show today and talking about that. I think it's, it's, it's kind of fun to actually get to voice some opinions, right? Sure, yeah. <laughs> and not have to be so yeah. cryptic about it. Right, right. Yeah. Thank you, yeah. <laughs> well, I had a question. I, uh, you know, I always try to, I don't know, just come up with things I'm curious about. Uh, a friend of mine, I think we, were, we were talking about... Uh, Mike Hidalgo before, yeah, uh, and uh, I, I guess he, you you know him too. He's a black yeah. volunteer, so you know yeah, I've gotten yeah. to know him really well. And one of the things he said to me, because we were just talking about being a musician in general, I'm not a musician, and uh, he said you kind of have to learn how to play twice. You have to learn how to be really good, and then you have to learn how to be really good again on a stage, mm, right? Yeah, right. What what was uh, I know you were a punk rocker for a while, and you know what, what was your experience of transitioning from like. You know, just playing in, in your living room to, to going on stage. I mean, what, what was that? Could you talk about that a bit? Yeah, sure. I mean, it's still, honestly, I mean, even today, it was like, well, what songs am I going to, what songs am I going to play? And it's a whole different thing, just being in my living room by myself. And then suddenly there's, you know, any kind of pressure, you know, anything. And like, you know, you kind of just forget all of it. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, I don't know. I try to learn, you know, play what you're comfortable with. I mean, I also bring completely brand new songs onto stages sometimes, but it is that balance between what you are comfortable with and what you're passionate about. And, you know, and sometimes it is that brand new song that you just finished today that you don't really know that well yet. Um, but I guess I learn, I try to, you know, I try to practice at home, like with my, with my PA system, like set up the microphone, like get comfortable with that. Um, you know, every gig that you go to, it's going to be a different setup. And you didn't find that you were just stuck in your head? Like the first time you got oh, on stage in front of people, you just like yeah. stuck in your head, right? Because that, that's what I imagine myself. Yeah. Yeah, like, yeah, I, yeah. I, would, I sure. would just be like, man, I wouldn't be able to focus on playing my instrument For because sure. I'd be like so worried about what people were thinking, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. So you got to get over that. You, um, yes, hopefully you can get over that. Um, yeah, I mean, it still happens to me. I've been doing this for a very long time, and you, you, you never really know when 
so, you know, she's like, what's the matter right now? I can't focus. I can't. I know this song so well, and I keep messing it up. Um, but, uh, you know, I, I, I guess it's a, there's kind of that deeper, um, you know, for, for me, it's, it's such a challenge to not be, you know, sometimes you'll have a great audience, and they're just quiet. You can hear a pin drop. They're hanging on to your every word, and, like, that feels great, and, like, you play so much better to an audience like that, and sometimes you have an audience that, like, no one is listening right now. Like, there's a TV on with sports. You have, like, people just cheered, but it's for the TV, and it's not for me, you oh, know, and then those gigs, you, like, God, you're like, I just feel awful about what I'm doing. Like, I have nothing to offer right now. And I just, I try so hard to realize that I want to feel good about what I'm doing, regardless of if people love me or if people are ignoring me. Um, and that's just a really hard thing, as we are so uh, dependent on what our feedback is, you know, and how we're being perceived and how we're being received. And, um, you know, I don't know. Just do well, your best. <laughs> to that note, you have no better audience in this room than, than your mother here today. Heck she, yeah. <laughs> Carol is here, right? Heck and so yeah. she told us some stories a little bit about you and, and yep. how and, and particularly how you were named. Some of them were true. Yeah. So <laughs> <laughs> Shawnee, I did you were, yeah, not steal the car. Yeah, I tried to yeah, steal the car. Stealing cars and, and born. <laughs> and, and, no, but Shawnee is coming from uh, <laughs> from the Native American tribe, but also from a hush that was happening because Tell us about the birth of Shawnee. Yes, I, it was a it was a quiet night. Um, yeah, and I, I didn't have a name. Um, if if it is correct, I have it in my head that I didn't have a name for three days while they kind of thought about it. Um, and I also say, if anyone else asks my name, that you know, all my all my brothers had hippie names, so they were looking for a hippie name. What are the other, that, What are the other hippie names? So there's um, the the oldest brother River, is feet, River and Leaf and no 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 <laughs> way more original than that. Now my oldest brother's name is Eben. It's spelled E H B E N. I have never met another Eben, Eben. before. Um, okay. And then there's Trent, little a little more common. Um, and then there's Kalen. Is K A L E N. So. I had, uh, there was one other story I wanted to share with with the folks uh, mm -hmm. because I thought it was really interesting. Again, it ties into to your independence and and the expressing yourself as an artist. And and that was one of the things your mother shared with us that you were kind of the one where she kind of gave you free reign after sort of having the other kids around and say let's let's experiment here. Right? That's what parents do. We experiment. We just yep. we try to Absolutely. figure it out as we go along. <laughs> and so so the experiment was to give you that independence and see what you can do with it. So you got to yeah. choose out choose your first day. Tell us about the, the outfit. Yeah. For your first so yeah. I mean, as soon as I was able to start picking out my own clothes, I did, and that usually went you know pretty well, but. There was one day, pretty sure I was like eight, eight years old, maybe nine years old, um, and she didn't say no to me, but I, I was all ready to go to school, and, you know, kind of the look on her face was pretty priceless. <laughs> because you had done... Oh, yeah, I had every pattern, every fabric, every... Uh, I'm pretty sure it was, like, it was like a bathing suit. It was like this teal and purple, like, geometric shaped. It was a bathing suit, and then, like capri pants spandex that like went over top yeah and then i think it was my Punky favorite Brewster skirt Kosawa, yeah. yeah for sure for sure <laughs> my skirt was like pink and red and orange stripes and like i don't know what else was going on but she said something to the effect of like are you are you sure 
you, sh- you sure you want to go to school like that? And you owned it. You did, and you I went did. Right out the I was door. like, yeah, I'm going. And I went to school and I got let out for recess and I was standing there at recess, like looking at myself and just What like, have I done? What <laughs> have I done? This is bad. That's funny. <laughs> but, you know, that speaks a lot to her parenting and her approach with me. Um, just it, it really built a, a, a very mutual respect um, with us that, you know, she let me do, you know, basically what I wanted. If it was like an actually dangerous or like really bad thing, she'd say no. And she said yes enough that if she did say no, I was like, okay, got to respect that. But it's an open um, dialogue that she, that she absolutely, absolutely. That, yeah. You know, she, she figured if, she, you know, she wanted me to be honest with her because that's how you maintain a good relationship with anyone. Um, but she realized that if she wanted me to be honest, she had to let me say what I needed to, what I was going to say and not get angry at me or not punish me. So, um, yeah, so, I mean, I, I can pretty honestly say that I tell my mom everything and have, you know, um, and it was just such a great way to go. Well, that open dialogue is exactly... You know, one of the reasons why you become such a good songwriter in that sense that you you're not afraid to express your feelings, sure, put them yeah, down, and sing it. Yeah, there's nothing off off limits. So yeah. so kudos to the parenting there, and, and it's made made a, a wonderful artist, and, and we're really exci- uh, blessed to have you in today. And thank you so much for coming down. Thank and you I know so it's kind much. of on short notice too, but but we we made it happen. So Heck that yeah. was awesome. I love it. I and love we want it. To thank you. you guys are fantastic. Yeah, and Oscar Blues, what did you think? What did you have a ten fifty today? Ten fifty is my jam. <laughs> I got here and I asked for the ten fifty. Leilani's listening. She's like. It's not okay. 1050. Don't ever say that. No, 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 no. Get it right. So I got it right. <laughs> so we had we got to partake and vibe in a little bit of the barley and hops. Listen to some of those songs. Again, thanks again to, to Oscar Blues Brewery on the north side. We're going to try to make this our location. We hope we can be back and feature other artists. We're looking forward to, to your album as it comes out. Thank you. And and to hear more from you. So go to the website. If you what is your website? If yep, you, it's www.shawneekilgore.com. And that's S H A W. W N E E, yes. right? K I L, so, just one L. <laughs> one L, yeah. G O R E. It's so difficult. No, <laughs> they'll get there. And again, thanks for coming out, Eric. Thanks Thank for you. hanging with us, brother. Thank As you. As usual, this has been another episode of the Four Track Series. Jeremy, my brother. And thank Jeremy. you again. So Need we're having man. fun. We'll catch you. Now we're, now we're going to go just have some more beers. How does that Let's sound, guys? Let's do it. Let's do it. All right. Peace right. out. Peace. Thank you. We are a soul ride. We're not a complication. Water's Edge was performed by Shawnee Kilgore. Woman, I Need You was performed by Shawnee and Jaina Pokop and recorded at Oscar Blues Brewery in Austin, Texas. Special thanks to Leilani Howard, Janie Zebel, and the folks at Oscar Blues Brewery. Interview engineer and songs mixed by Jeremy Fowler, podcast editor and co-host Eric Panico. Special thanks to Jeremy Briones. Transit Mike is a 501c3 nonprofit organization devoted to the preservation of music and sound. Help support our mission by going to transientmike.org slash donate. If you would like to be a sponsor, contact us at info at transientmike.org. The 4-Track Series is a production of Transient Mike. I'm your host, David Ventura Garcia. Thank you for listening. Woman, I need-